Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart, a.k.a. Professor Longhair. <laughs> Jordan Morris, uh, fun and flirty new summer do. Oh, if really? If we're commenting on our hairs. Yeah, you look fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. I look like a guy that doesn't doesn't have a haircut. Mm. Do you know? Do you understand the distinction I'm making? I well, you don't have hair. <laughs> That's true. So I'm confused. Okay, but maybe you can uh, help some me hair. unpack. I have some this. hair. I'm not without hair. Sure, I'm not entirely without hair. I'm not talking about head hair though. Yeah, no, I have hair on my head. Yeah, look at all these hairs. Oh, I look thought that was a hairs. weird shadow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see some. Here's the thing what's, about what's the, ha- issue? The, the, the issue here is this. Right. By the way, you do have a fun and flirty new do. It's a little shorter on the sides, mm-hmm. a little longer up top. Yeah. Um, I think it's perfect for the season, mm-hmm. and you're going to catch a lot of eyes when you're boating at the park. <laughs> yeah. One, one, and I'm, I'm fast in the water, too. I'm <laughs> sleek like a missile. I'm not just talking about gators, Jordan. <laughs> oh, well. But do watch out for gators. If you catch their eye, they can be trouble. No, I know. They're different than crocodiles. That's true. I know that. <laughs> one of them has two and sets of eyelids. Nothing else. The other one doesn't? Hard. Is that correct? Mm, one lives in Asia. Dinosaur. Terrible lizard. Uh, right. Birds. Terrible lizard. Symbiotic relationship with birds. Dinosaurs do. Uh well, I mean, I, dinosaurs are direct descendants of birds, but yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about the crocos and the gators, how the bird lands in their mouth, cleans their teeth. Oh, I got a, a symbiotic relationship with Spider-Man myself. <laughs> right, because you're you're <laughs> in a space costume. You're a, yes, you're a, you're a space liquid. <laughs> okay, anyway, what I what was are we saying talking? is okay, about so you, the difference between a haircut are, and not a haircut. You are afraid that your hair is getting too long. Here's the thing. When you have very short hair, Mm -hmm. which I do, so I don't have like a, I I never have a, like a big razor shave, a Mr. Clean hairstyle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't suit me. Right. Um, And I I don't like to have a, like a football hooligan shaved head. Okay. You know what I mean? Like where I'm just putting it on number one or number zero and just shaving it all over. Because when you're in the lifestyle... (laughs) The football hooligan lifestyle? No, the short hair lifestyle. When you're in the short hair lifestyle, you start to notice... Manchester United. The differences... Mm -hmm. I'm an Arsenal man, but... Oh, okay. um, Well, anyway, I'll be hitting you with a mug later. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, ah, Stampede! Yeah. Um, that's something that happens at soccer. They games. all run into that, uh, should we convenience? not joke about that because dozens of people die. Hard Maybe to say. so. Hard to say. So anyway, uh, you notice the differences, and there's a there is a haircut which is I just got you just get yourself one of those electric razors and you just set it to zero and you just go over it and it's all the same length. Mm-hmm. I like to have a haircut. Mm-hmm. I like to go to the barber. I like to get my hair tapered. I like to have a little bit uh, – if you can't cut a fade, you can't t- touch my hair, okay? Mm-hmm. It's got to have – it should be a haircut. You want a step cut? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I usually get my eyebrows notched. I had a little I had a little period of asking for a step cut yeah. in like maybe sixth grade, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, looked, I, I looked amazing. I would love to have like a Chris Mullen style high top mm. uh, just, uh, you know, with like gelled up. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd love to shoot threes like that. But anyway, 
I so I will go to the barber and I get the haircut. Mm-hmm. A nice, nice barber shop on Figaro Boulevard in Los Angeles. Nice guys. They tell me about their kids going to Yosemite and stuff. How long they had to wait in line to get in. All this kind of thing. Sure. National Park Lines. Yeah. Classic barbershop conversation. How the Knicks doing? Our guest, on this, how... our guest on this program, the intro of which is going a little long, mm-hmm. and I want to involve her in this conversation because sure. she's got a fun and flirty summer do herself. Yeah. Uh, she is the host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. She is a pop culture writer at NPR. Uh, although no longer of the same titled blog uh, formerly. <laughs> that has come to an end, but she's continuing to be a, a print writer. Mm-hmm. And she is a novelist with a book on the way. That's right. Uh, the great Linda Holmes. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Linda. Hi, Jordan. It's so good to be back with you guys. Yes. I like, I like our yearly tradition of you coming on the show when you're in town for yeah. the Television Critics Association That's true. Thing. And I was realizing I had a very different lovely experience last year because I did this with Jordan and uh, and. Uh, Danielle. Oh, yeah. But I've not actually sat down with the two of you guys since 2015. So I feel... So much has changed. So much has changed in all There's been several Deadpool movies. (laughs) (laughs) So So do you guys just want to talk about... Superheroes are snarky now. Sure, No, but I I have to... I feel like I have to catch up now on this this hair conversation because, Jesse, I think... I did notice when I saw you that you had had a beard reduction. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I said Jesse's had a beard reduction, and um, it made me think of a conversation I recently had with my friend Stephen Thompson, who uh, is on Pop Culture Happy Hour with me. Wears his hair like roughly shoulder length, but mm-hmm. uh, is you know is is a, is a man in his forties. Yeah, and said to me recently, he's what they call a pretty dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, recently said to me, I am well aware that I am in the transition from young Peter Frampton to old Peter Frampton. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so he's in a liminal state between Framptons. <laughs> He's he's mid Frampton. Right. He's, he's Framptoning mm-hmm. through uh, a, a hair, gradual state a hair of, situation. He's coming alive. <laughs> he's coming alive as, as Frampton were. as Frampton mm-hmm. once did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think long hair on a man is a classic example of it takes a it takes an amount of care and energy mm-hmm. that many men, even those with long hair, are not willing to give it. In order to not just look like you forgot the address of your barber. <laughs> you know, like there's such a fine line between Brad, early Brad Pitt and a less flattering thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Man who skateboards to work. Yeah. Like I sure. think I think uh, our friend Jonathan Colton, mm-hmm. he's a guy with uh, who sometimes has longer hair. Yeah. And I always think... I think Jonathan Colton will look handsome with longer hair until the day he dies. I was going to say, yeah. I think he will have he will have lovely, wavy, longer hair forever. Stephen yeah. Malcolmus. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh the no, sorry. not so much. Sorry, I was Jay Maskus. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking of another post grunge. Anyway, yeah. uh-huh. Jay Maskus. I, I don't know what Stephen uh, Malcolmus's hair looks. like. I can't. I just. <laughs> I, I, there's. I have no reference besides dinosaur. Just say. Just say. Di- say dinosaur. Junior. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. He had some solo albums. It's but... not as funny as the word jicks, though. It sure isn't. So when I go to the barbershop, it gives me a feeling of accomplishment. Sure. It makes me feel as though I have connected with other residents of my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes me me feel like a member of a community. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel like I've done something to take care of myself in the same way that uh, people talk about going to get a mani-pedi or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's a – I have to go pretty regularly because my hair is very short. So it's like an every other week type situation. I go, I park my car, I, go, I drop my kid off at school, I park my car at the barbershop. What are you dropping just... on one of these cuts? 
Uh, you're looking at I'm uh, you're looking at like seventeen dollars plus tip or something. Oh I'm giving them twenty sure. bucks. Yeah, that's you great. You know, I'm giving Men them twenty twenty one bucks. So cheap. Yeah. So so cheap to be a dude. But you don't have to get a haircut every two weeks, do you? No, not every two, but like probably every four or five. It's it possible now. I, as I understand it, it's possible to spend like seven thousand dollars on a lady's haircut. <laughs> that's that's true. Like a going raid would be like Can't a confirm. like. Uh, 65 or something like that, but then depending on where you live in the country, but then you can always just walk in someplace where it's $7,000. Yeah. I mean, literally, because my hair is short, I only pay 70 at the place that I have my hair cut. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not 17. So I have this short hair, but I try and have a haircut, mm-hmm. right? I try and get this. It's, it's longer on the top than it is on the sides, and they clean up the front so they don't get weird... When when your hair gets thin, the front starts poking all over everywhere, mm-hmm. like a like a you start looking like a like a hair cactus, <laughs> and they'll they'll clean that up a little bit, you know, and they give it some shape in the back. Mm-hmm. It's like a it looks like intentional. That's sure. my goal is intentionality. Sure, but I needed a haircut before I went to my cabin for eight days. Uh, so now we're on like week four of my every two week haircut. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the intentionality drains out of it very quickly. Yeah, sure. To yes. the point where now it just looks like I've I've never seen a professional a hair care professional. I don't think that's. True. Do you have a Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan to hit the old barbershop? The old I don't BS. Know. I have three children. Mm. I can't remember when I get a haircut. I no listen. I haven't. I don't have kids. I haven't been a kid for a while. Um, certainly never haven't talked to one recently. Some people say you've got the spirit of a grown up kid. <laughs> that, that's true. Um, sexually, yes, yeah, sexually. Because I get all my love making. I involve gogurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get ready for the gogurt. I'll say. Um, anyways, um, I I can only engage in lovemaking if there's a Ferrari Testarossa poster. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Um, right in a race, you have to be in a race car bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what was I talking? Oh, yeah. So I think, I mean, if I know kids and I don't, yeah, they love to wait quietly in a barbershop while their dad's getting a haircut. <laughs> they can read uh, maybe Playboy. A Playboy. <laughs> it's it's the primary love, magazine. Kids love Playboy. Mm-hmm. Barbershops, I think, are sustaining the entire print softcore pornography industry. Sure. Like, Barbershops have Playboy? They have – oh, yeah. That's like the main thing they have. I did not know that. <laughs> I mean, they also have Sports Illustrated. But it's yeah. basically just Playboy and Sports Illustrated. There's not – you can't Like you can't get, you know – like I, I went in there. I said, do you have El Decor? Mm. And they said, no, it's just Playboy. <laughs> sure. Well, sports. They're but, like, uh, yeah, check, yes. out her, uh, check out her El Decors. Am I right? <laughs> we got a couple ESPN hubba, hubba. The magazines. Bava, boom. Yeah. Uh, ladies' uh, haircutting places tend to have, uh, they'll have your People magazine mm-hmm. and your like in style, stuff right. like that. Uh, and then they'll have an actual just magazine that's just haircuts. Oh, okay. yeah. They have a pictures of haircuts. Just pictures of haircuts. Well, we just have a poster of that. There's oh, yeah. a, there's a poster yeah. on the wall that lists the twelve. Give me haircuts the third. Available. Give me the third man. You'll say. Yeah. That in, third you just man. point. Yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah, that's like the Orson in, Welles, by the way. In, you say, give me the third in, man. In, that was my... funny. Someone should have responded to that. Anyway, <laughs> sure. I, I'll respond with a little zither playing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lot of zither in that movie. <laughs> Probably the best zither movie. Yeah, the, the Would best. You say that's the best. You're the host of a pop culture <laughs> podcast, the Pop Culture Happy Hour from National Public Radio. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the third man is the best zither movie? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. In my, I think in, in, in. When you're talking about Zither soundtracks, it's yeah. either The Third Man or Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top. Yeah. In <laughs> where I live and where, in, in the neighbor, most of the neighborhoods I've lived in my life, there is usually a, the poster, which was drawn up in 1954 and just features 12 different beaver cleavers. Sure. And then there are like um, one hour Photoshop. That's also a um, magazine that they yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> <Beaver> Cleaver. <laughs> we got a Playboy. Uh, we got a Perfect Beaver Ten. <laughs> or you can read Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> um, they'll also have photographs of uh, like Latino seven year, seventeen year olds with the same haircuts. Mm-hmm. But just so you can imagine it, if if your imagination does not extend to. Right. Altering the race of Beaver Cleaver, mm-hmm. you okay. can see how it would look with a very slightly different sure. skin tone. Sure. Those are the two things that are on the walls. Gotcha. There's no magazines. There's no. There. There might be some Dodgers bobbleheads. Do they bring you tea? <laughs> Where I get my haircut, they'll bring you some tea. You get a little tea. There are these coffee. kind of barber shops. I would imagine Jordan, you've probably been to one of these mm-hmm. kind of barber shops uh, in your, you know, in your perambulations of late. Sure, uh, through Northeast Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, uh, where they will give you hard liquor. Yeah, I had a little dalliance with that sort of place yeah. that really had a moment. You know, five four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, the like. Man's man, yeah. you know, uh, uh, reclaimed wood. This is when y'all were gonna shave with the brush and the yeah, soap. Yeah, that's when we were gonna do that. Uh-huh. We were gonna we're <laughs> gonna keep this up forever. <laughs> this will never become tiresome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best way to do this. Uh, it's not. Um, but please watch my video about it at putthison.com. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was that that had a real moment, and you know, a guy with an armband and a lot of sailor tattoos. Mm-hmm. Would give you the old shave and a haircut. You get a two get, bits. Two bits. Yeah. Well, good, I can't. Here's the thing. A, cut, a, yeah. Here's the thing you, about that. What do you that. want me to do? I'm gonna. You say shave and a haircut. I'm, if I sit here and I don't say anything, then I'm gonna explode. Right. You exactly. Gotta say two You're bits. gonna drive Roger Rabbit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want from me? Yeah. Go ahead. I said two bits. Thank now you. you can no, explain. and you know, and the audience, the audience thanks you. There's many people thanking you for saying yeah. two bits. Uh, but yes, as far as the um, that was a big problem with the this these kinds of places is amount of bits. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. and you know I I have a I have a, a a kind of a formless kind of hair hair. I don't know what you would call it. Um, yeah, just kind of a hair thing. Well, I have you a... would probably have to find a, a barber because not all hairstylists or hair cutters right. are comfortable cutting curly hair. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to go to a place where yeah, where they where where that is something that they do. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and I feel like I and again, if you're a hair person, maybe you notice the difference. But I feel like I was going in for these. Man's man, Ron Swanson, have a shot of whiskey and then mm-hmm. play a little skee ball before you leave places. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I was not noticing a lot of difference between those <laughs> and a kind of super cut. Right, exactly. Okay. A super type of cut. Um, but I, I thought like... you were going to a different sitcom character theme 
barbershop, like like a Lenny and Squiggy barbershop. No, he's talking about when you get a really great clip. Got it. It's <laughs> real. Just a great clip. Just a great, just clip. A great You're clip. one of the most fantastic Sam's. Thank I you. Know. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I easy to goof on that experience because mm-hmm. it was you know kind of crazy enough a time. But it would it felt great, like getting the like straight yeah. razor shave and getting the like getting pampered, having the you know the beer or the like you know. The craft soda or whatever it was they poured. It was a it was a fun experience. They mm-hmm. give you a craft soda. Sometimes you have a craft soda. Yeah, well, I think I they have a non-alcohol. There. You get a you know. Do they have craft Playboys. It's <laughs> exactly an artisanal hand-carved Playboy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. So I was like, this is fun. I like this. I don't know that my hair looks better. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm uh, I'm I'm not as living as high on the hog as I have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Things are a little tighter. I'm not drinking Lacroix. I'm drinking Kroger's sparkling water. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that is definitely You're just sucking the grapefruit directly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I pour tap water into my mouth. <laughs> I shirk it around, and then I cut the grapefruit or pamplemousse, uh-huh. squeeze you it just in there. Grind your teeth. Shake it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh Uh, So yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely the like the fancy boy haircut is not something that I do these days. I go to the uh, go to the old supercut, drop a twenty. They do a great job. I freely admit, like the so the lady the lady haircut experience that I tend to go for. You go in. They give you, like I said, they'll give you a cup of tea. At the really nice ones, they'll give you a glass of wine um, to make sure that you won't be upset no matter what they do to your hair. And then you go back and they give you – they wash your hair and it's this very like – you know, they shampoo your hair and they give you like a little scalp massage and then usually they put some kind of leave-in thing in your hair and you sit there for a while and then they go and they cut it. But it's all very – it's very comfort and pampering oriented. Sure. When I really go in for the full scam, when I when I just really buy in for the whole scam yeah. is if I go to an actual spa day mm, and sure. I get like I get a massage which you know probably will mostly like the next day it's very likely I'll have bruises uh-huh. and honestly if I don't have any bruises I'm like well what was, was a I, bad what bad was spa I doing? day like, you should but, stop going to bear spas by the way <laughs> sure. but then I'll you're get, also going to get puncture wounds exactly but then I'll get uh, I'll get a facial and the facial like the whole idea of facial treatments for women. Um, just don't do it, Jordan. Um, but the whole idea—I wasn't even going to. <laughs> the, two whole... <laughs> the whole deal, yeah. is like they'll put something on, and a lot of times they tell you what they're doing. They'll yeah. say like, "Well, this is a thing that will remove two layers of skin cells, uh-huh. and it will restore your vitamin blah." And they tell you stuff that it's doing, and it's all—I don't believe a word of it. I don't believe any of it at all. I go to a place where they tell you that they're blowing on your face with pure oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, actually, I have access. And then they just go. <laughs> I have ac- I have access to that for free. Yeah. But they put on stuff that, like, first they put on something that feels kind of warm, and then they'll put on something that feels kind of cool, and then they'll put on a thing that like bubbles, and it feels good. And then you go and you get your nails done, and it's a, it's a nice thing. It doesn't do anything. I don't kid myself that it does anything. And I personally think if you're going to go in and get all kinds of weird spa treatments, get whatever feels good. And don't tell yourself it does anything. Yeah. And and then you'll have a happy, happy spa experience. And I feel the same way about getting my hair cut. Like, if anything changed the makeup of your hair, you wouldn't have to keep having it done mm-hmm. all the time. So clearly nothing changes the makeup of your hair. But you just go. You have a lovely day, you know. And then you get a hair cut with intentionality. 
my the thing that is missing pampering wise from my haircut mm-hmm. experience and it's something that they did sometimes offer at those sleeve garter mm-hmm. uh barber shops yeah is you know i've i've waxed rhapsodic on jordan jesse mm-hmm. go in the past about my old barber jerry Jerry and I had a very intimate relationship. He sure. called me babe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an elderly Angelino uh, and had a barber shop that he had started working at when he was 13 uh, in like 1954. Sure. Um, and uh, Jerry retired some years ago, about five years ago maybe. And it was very, very sad for me to see Jerry go. But the special thing that Jerry had that they would sometimes have at these uh, fancy Mm barbershops, these fancy newfangled Mm old-timey barbershops, is uh, steel massagers that strap onto your hands and turn your hands into massaging robots. Wow. Like it's like this. Uh, they had them on Mad Men one time. Mm. I said, "Oh yeah, there's those things that Jerry has, but they look like a. I mean, they they clearly had been designed in 1948 and not updated since. Right, made their you know, debut at the World's Fair. Yeah, <laughs> they basically they had one of those like uh, big uh, fabric covered electrical cords with okay, a round sure. plug at the sure, end, sure. like a. Like, like an a old dangerous, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say a dangerous toaster, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like or an old vacuum. Um, and, he, and the strap that goes around the hand, uh, so they go on the back of your hand and they're about the size of, I don't know, four packs of cards stacked on top of each other. Okay. And then you, do they just go, and he basically just has to put his hands on your shoulders and you're like, ooh, relaxing. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that from my new barbershop. Sure. Oh. And I would love to get that. If you, that was, did you just lean on the dryer? <laughs> I was going to say, if you took a couple of electric toothbrushes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do you think they'd do Make it? Make like there? little Wolverine claws out of uh, <laughs> like 10 electric toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah. Tape them to a... Uh... Can I tell you something? Sorry, I know of... Wolverine has only six claws. I, ap- I apologize. There, Two bits. There's, anyway. someone, there's someone in my family who actually might be able to provide that. Mm-hmm. Yesterday when we were coming home from my cabin, it's like a four-hour drive. So mm-hmm. usually the kids will watch uh, videos on their Amazon brand Kindle sure. viewing devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but there was only one. The two, my six-year-old and my four-year-old, my about-to-be-seven-year-old and my four-year-old had to share one. And Grace, my older child, she said uh, – uh, Teresa explained to her that she would have to share her Kindle with her little brother – and she said, oh, that's okay, Mommy. I'll even let him choose what he wants to watch. And Teresa said, oh, that's so sweet of you, Gracie. You're such a wonderful older sibling. And Grace said, is that because I'm helpful to my siblings or because I build enormous robotic machinery? Mm. What? <laughs> Love yeah. it. Love enormous, it. yeah. Love it. Yeah, so – and oh, if she could adjust six, herself six, to six, about uh, the size six, of four packs of cards stacked on top yeah. of each other, possible solution to that situation. But yeah, like I think in the men's – do you, do you get talc applied or is your hair too long to have talc applied? No, I don't have talc applied. I think oh, that might be an, the, it might be an extra. They'll never let you become a – Again, an maybe – Listen, yeah, I know. That's, that's my dream, <laughs> to be a barrister, not a lawyer. Anyway, 
The talc. Uh, a bobby. There the, you go. The application of the talc is that's the coup de grace of the entire. That's how they finish you off. They they put they you know because they're getting down to a you know they're getting down to a straight blade yeah you know down cleaning up the neck you mm-hmm. know so on and so forth slap a little stuff on there you're like ooh that's a little stingy feels good I'm mm-hmm. invigorated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they take their big brush and they brush it in the talc and then they go oh wow on your head. Like they were feather dusting your head. I clearly don't. I, I don't know anything about barbershop experience. And then and after that, they have you put your feet in a bucket that's full of tiny fish. And they <laughs> eat no, all the dead yeah. skin off yeah, of yeah. your... Yeah. I do know um, somebody who did that. Yeah. Did the, really? Did, did, the the, did the fish feet, feet, feet fish? fish. Yeah. What did this person report? That it was weird. Yeah. 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 Those, those fish nasty. <laughs> fish nasty. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. So you want to understand what's going on in the world. But trying to keep up with the news can be such a headache. With clickbait headlines, TV news acting like there's always two equal sides to every story. And never enough talk about the various McDonald Playland characters. Okay, in my defense, though, when I brought that up, we learned a lot. That's true. (laughs) I'm Brent Black. I'm Courtney Enlow. And I'm Travis McElroy. With Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends. We debunk misleading headlines from the top trending news. We always throw in at least one positive story. But we call out bullshit when we see it. Join us each week on MaximumFun.org. Because with trends like these... Who needs any memes? Ah? Uh? Ah? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Linda Holmes, terrible lizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> right. She's in there. In the, Almost too in early. the original Latin, terrible mm-hmm. lizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Linda, you're in Los Angeles, as usual, for the Television Critics Association. Press tour, yep. Press, press tour, tour, the TCA, mm-hmm. which is a six-month six uh, <laughs> yeah. Back and all. Yeah. You may know it as a hashtag you've muted. Yeah. Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> TV critic Twitter does really, really go off. Uh... And this is something where the television industry gets all of the critics in the, in television, mm-hmm. internet critics, newspaper critics, mm-hmm. television critics, mm-hmm. and uh, gets them all in one room. So they can report on the latest sports night developments. Is that correct? <laughs> You've been reading my Twitter. Yeah. 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 Uh, Where is it streaming now? <laughs> is it coming back? Still yeah. no. Okay. They, uh, the, I, would, I will say the longer it goes on. And they, they bring us press conferences about all different shows that are coming and sometimes uh, returning shows. Um, and the longer it drags on, the more we lose our minds and the more we do wander into, into uh, random observations, <laughs> uh, uh, such as, yeah, sports night. Uh, Brought up by Peter Krause, though, so that was his Ooh. own. That was his own. Wait, was there a sports night development? Uh, there, well, so Peter yeah. Krause was on the panel for nine one one. This show is supposed to be. This is like a procedural that's completely insane, right? Yes. That's what with Peter Krause. Yes, the Fox show, totally nutsy. Um, and he was asked about like. 
you know, when you know that shows are going to be successful or not. And he said, well, you know, it's a big, it's sort of a big uh, crapshoot. You never really know. I thought Sports Night would last a really long time and it didn't. And he mentioned like it would, it was kind of a casualty of the, uh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire five nights a week mm, uh, sure, sure, experiment. Sure, sure, sure. And Fucking so th- Regis. those of us who really loved Sports Night were to immediately like, oh my God, now I'm angrier than ever. And yeah. so there is, there are certain shows, Sports Night is one, there are others where among TV critics or TV fans in general, you will always find that that subgroup of people who are happy to leap into action at the slightest <laughs> provocation. Yeah, I mean, I guess now that there now that there has been a Gilmore Girls uh, continuation, mm-hmm. uh, new part thing. Mm-hmm. What is it have a special name? I was going to say reboot, but they did. That's no, when you start like from sequel. the beginning. It was like a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Then now that there's been a new Gilmore Girls thing, like what's left for television critics to talk about besides Sports Night? Well, it's it's true, and there are things that you know for for a while. Uh, that people will keep their teeth in. You also have the issue of people like um, tweeting at you once they know that you're at press tour. Like there was somebody who a couple days before the Fox sessions uh, said, uh, uh, tweeted me and said, do you know when the Fox sessions start on uh, the day they're happening? And the account was Prison Break. And I was <laughs> oh, like, sure, all sure, right. Sure. And it was a Prison Break fan account. And uh, I didn't answer, I must admit, because I didn't know uh, when things were. A Prison Break fan account. And then on the Prison Break day, uh, on the Fox day, uh, there were, you know, we were. Re- I was receiving a couple tweets. Uh, can you can you ask about Prison Break? Uh, can you can you ask? Do you yeah. think they're going to talk about Prison Break? And, uh, <laughs> Probably not. I understand, but... and I understand. Uh, and you know, those are those are tuned in people who know that the Fox executives are currently right up there in front of critics. That hey, somebody uh, could theoretically. Uh, can, you, uh, can you mention Carolyn in the city? <laughs> can you? Mention you would be surprised, Carolyn though. In the city? The thing Hi, is, it's me, a typical entertainment <laughs> consumer. <laughs> I can't get enough Herman's head. <laughs> you, the problem is now that they have done things like bring Roseanne back sure. and stuff like that, every time they do something like that, it just encourages everybody. So you can sure. no longer say to people that they're not going to do that. That sounds stupid because they brought back Full House. Yeah. So you can can no longer convince people that anything is impossible. Although I will say the most convincing response to that that I have seen on Twitter is people saying, uh, okay, reboot any black show. (laughs) Ah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure, Because that would be welcome and has not really happened in the same way. Um, But yeah, it's very hard to convince any fan. Weren't they talking about a Martin one for a little bit? Yes, I think they were. I've not heard anything about it in a while. I do think there was an idea. It may have had to do with the fact that Martin Lawrence was reportedly an abusive monster. Oh, no. No idea. I did not know that about Martin. No idea. I have not heard anything. Good riddance. Uh, but anyway, so it's hard to convince uh, people that anything's impossible. So you do get a lot of those sort of, um, you know. That would be a fun, like, flash mob style prank of just getting getting as much, as many Twitter people as possible behind the, you know, the most middle of the road thing. I mean, I'm what's more in the middle than, I mean, the single, guy, the yeah. single yeah, guy, the single Jonathan guy, Jonathan Silverman's the single guy. Yeah. And just, you know, trying to drum up false support for that and seeing if you could it's, get it's, crackle to bite or something like that. It's weird. Like, you think that you've actually seen all the things that they would do. And then mm-hmm. they're like, we're bringing back Murphy Brown. And oh, sure. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I loved Murphy Brown. I don't know if I, I did too. love I it really. Now. Murphy Brown was a real, like, 
Jordan and Jordan's mom tradition. I really like, loved Murphy Brown. Maybe like my sister's in bed, mm-hmm. but Jordan and Jordan's mom are going to stay up for Murphy Brown. Yeah, who's the Murphy secretary Brown. this week? <laughs> I don't Asks know. Asks Jordan's mom to Jordan. I know. Hopefully it was, it's a famous stunt casting. Mm-hmm. Jor- Jordan says to his mom, I don't know, Mom, but I love you. I love you. I'm just proud to be <laughs> spending time with you and watching something that I understand is for grown-ups. And yeah. it makes yes. me feel good, even yes. if I don't understand yes. Boutros, Boutros, Golly jokes. <laughs> I guess that was also something I didn't understand about Letterman, but I still liked Letterman a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I know this is a grown-up thing. It would be interesting about. to know who over time was m- enjoyed more saying Boutros, Boutros, Golly, whether it was Murphy mm. Brown or David Letterman. I think it was Letterman probably. Yeah, they were they were neck and neck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's... And, I, and that Dan Quayle shouldn't have fired off his mouth about her yeah no thought me and my mom yeah oh yeah yeah you guys were you guys were on the cutting edge we were sure yeah you guys were right there and then quail the forefront of the culture wars shouldn't be talking about murphy brown like he knows her he Mm -hmm. doesn't he doesn't he can't even spell potato this guy (laughs) (laughs) remember that (laughs) in conclusion galuli galuli finally (laughs) jeff galuli Oh boy! But anyway. it's a what's crazy about this thing to me is not that you're going to all of these press conferences. Yeah. that all seems normal. Mm-hmm. You're there's a bunch of uh, critics and reporters. Yeah, it's your job to go to press conferences sure. and whatever. Sure. It's a professional thing, whatever. What's crazy to me is that it goes on for like two weeks, yeah. and you just you just set up camp in a hotel and receive announcements. Well, so it it actually it goes on for um, roughly two, but usually between two and a half and three weeks. <laughs> wow! Are you um, sure you were going to scold me because it's actually eight days? No, no, no. It goes on between two and a half and three weeks, and I uh, only came I came a few days into it this year. I came a little bit later so that I would only be gone for like a little bit under two weeks because. I don't know if you've heard this, but I have a dog now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I didn't want to go away for quite as long as I sometimes have. But, yeah, I've sometimes been away for essentially three weeks. Yeah. Your dog so is at dog strange. camp now, you're talking Yeah, about. my dog's at dog camp. Yep. Sounds like he's a lot out of there. Fun. He's out there playing. I wrote them an email and asked them how he was doing. And they assured me that he was doing well mm-hmm. and is making lots of friends. And uh, told me in all caps that he's having the time of his life. He really enjoyed archery. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's making me some. Uh, he's making me an ashtray, which oh, which is weird sure. in a few ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's doing great. So I so that shortened the trip a little bit. I oh, put my dog in a canoe recently. Oh, how was that? It was more of a rowboat or dinghy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put him in there up on the, up on the lake by mm-hmm. by my cabin, and uh, uh, and when I say him, I mean her. And uh, she did not like it at all. Oh, yeah. We took a little romantic paddle around the lake. (laughs) Right. Uh, The whole time she was standing alert, like, what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. floor? Mm -hmm. This is not a regular floor. Yeah. It just hated it. I'm, yeah. a, I'm about to be in a giant bath. Yeah. <laughs> Considering how my dog responds to rain or any other change in conditions of any kind, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he would go in for that. He does not like anytime, – anytime conditions change, he's not sure how he feels about it. My dog, my older dog Coco spent the first year-ish, maybe even more that she lived with us terrified of wind. And I'm not talking about wind shaking the windows <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I'm just talking about if you were just walking her yeah. down the street and there was a gentle gust of wind. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like wind. He doesn't like wind either. He he gets 
the I usually walk him around a particular block um, in the morning and in the evening, just, you know, a short walk. And he... We won't say what block it is, but... We won't say what block it is, but... Linda's um, based in Washington, D.C. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll um, just say it's a block of Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> So he there are two like when you go in, you know, two of the two of the sides of the block are in like the wind tunnel part. So on those two sides, he just does not like it at all. If it's windy, he's he's freaking out the whole time, especially if the wind's in his face. He's not into that at all. He's just sort of making faces. And Jordan, what's Bug afraid of? Well, Bug, my cat, met some kids for the first time. Oh, wow. My Bug met Nick Adams' kids. Oh, Nick Adams has beautiful – some These of the most beautiful children on earth. Amazing children. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, son, well-mannered. Yeah. They adjust – so here's what's going on. And Nick Adams and I live really close to each other. We live like less than a mile away from each other. Uh, and something that is going on – In Los Angeles, that's neighbors. Yeah. Uh-huh, we're, uh-huh. Yeah. We're ba- yeah. Uh, we're basically roommates. Um, so, so the – in our – Neighborhood. It is. It, it's hot in L.A. Uh, you listen to podcasts, right? You've yeah. heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to go to the Grove and cool down. Got to got to cool down at the Grove. Um, uh, there's no place cooler than a cheesecake factory. Yeah, you got to get it because the cheesecakes have to be cool. It's like in uh, Andre 3000's song. Uh, what's cooler than cool? The cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Got to keep the cakes from running. Yeah. People uh-huh. probably don't know that that's not in the radio edit of the yeah, song, but that's, that's on, on the album the version. Album version. Mm-hmm. On the album version. Uh, so, yeah. So, so you know, it's hot in L.A. People are running their airs. And our neighborhood is a lot of, like, older houses. So just the power goes out four times a week. It mm-hmm. just does and for a weird amount of time. So I think Nick and his family are on vacation. Don't rob their house. Um they so Nick's like I need to bring you over my keys so while we're gone if the power goes out for a long time you need to go clean out our fridge <laughs> and I was happy to do it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I like I like it's nice to be asked um, my cabin neighbors Jerry and Debbie took care of that for me uh, last summer oh yeah God bless them well and also quite frankly even if the power doesn't go out you can just go over and take all their food and then tell I'm like them the oh power the power went out, went out. but uh, so yeah you're like I cleaned well, out I ate a, all the ice cream cleaned out of steaks and ice cream power went out too bad <laughs> power went out but it didn't affect the broccoli sure mm-hmm. yeah the power went out and uh, someone uh, <laughs> I was gonna the joke I was about to make was yeah. someone uh, ordered a lot of pay-per-view porn on <laughs> Does that still exist? It, it probably does not. Of all the industries. I, yeah, I really am into probably... artisanal pornography myself. Right, so. yeah, sure. Hand-carved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, who wants to look at pornography in public under any circumstances? That's my question for America's barbershops. Right. Although, That's a yeah. great game show idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies who wants to look at <laughs> pornography in a public place? Five nights a week on ABC. <laughs> Killing Sports Night. Go sure. ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so Nick's bringing the keys over. Yeah. Uh, he's got the kids with him. And the kids, they cannot have pets at their apartment. Yeah. But the kids love cats. There's yeah. a lot of nice outdoor kitties in our area. I think the kids have had a very good experience with the outdoor kitties. So they were very excited. They've seen pictures of my cat, and mm-hmm. they were excited to meet her. In the calendar that you gave him for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it to everyone, including everyone at my bank. Got it. 
Uh, so they were excited to meet the cat IRL. And I was kind of hopeful because Bug is a very nice cat. And I think she even kind of wins over people who do not like cats because she's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was really hoping she would uh, she would come out to shine. And, uh, yeah, and really, you really turn on some of that patented bug magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not. The kids were very loud and <laughs> grabbed her fur, and she oh. ran away and hissed. Oh. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think they were just, they were very excited, uh, and, you know, I think they're very good kids. They were not being mean to her. They were not m- manhandling her in any way, but I think it was just pure... Listen, Bug and I lead a very quiet life. Yeah. <laughs> we lead a very quiet life. Uh, sometimes I'll turn on Mastodon when I'm doing the dishes. Sure. That's about as exciting as it gets right. around the house. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just You're that... not listening to Sun. No, sure. I'm, no. Uh, I like melodies. Yeah, it's melodic. I love melodies. No drones necessary. No, no drones. Uh, so, yeah, I think Bug was just not used to that volume, that kind of just child... That child velocity mm-hmm. and ran away and hissed, and I was Do yeah, you I felt bad. Think Bug knew how lovely looking Nick's children are. How they look like catalog models. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I think she was just. I she think could have just, just pure... been intimidated by them. Is what sure, I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Could could be. Not that Nick's not handsome, or looking. that you're not a good looking guy. <laughs> sure. Well, you know. Sure. Yeah. She's just not used to attractive humans. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my um, my dog Brian is afraid of one other dog, and, oh. and the entire world hates and and is terrified of. Where does where does he encounter this one dog? At my apartment building. Oh no, <laughs> he has a dog enemy. Lives in the building. Dog enemy lives in the building, and the the dog's owner has been so incredibly nice. I yeah. I went up to her and I was like, I, I you know obviously at a time when the dog was not with me, I went up to her and I was like, I am so sorry. I don't know why he's doing this, and she was like. They're dogs. They do dog things. My dog has dogs that she doesn't like. So it's, you know, we just can't turn around and go the other way when we see any of the dogs she doesn't get along with. She could not have been nicer. But every time he sees them, my dog just goes into a complete panic, like, just absolutely the the height of his terrifyingness, um, which is, I and I have no idea why. No, not a clue. Interesting. This it's is just the, the one. What kind of dog is it? It's just like a very nice black dog with wiry kind of a wiry mm, coat interesting um, just a, and he plays with all kinds of different dogs big dogs small dogs you know uh of all different he's breeds. having a good time at dog camp he's having a great dog at do- time at dog camp he they told me at daycare that he plays with gets along with all the other dogs he has just he is a weirdo about this one dog and i mm-hmm. feel very bad just once i'd like to drop my dog off at dog daycare my dog my dogs don't go that often but i like sure. to drop them off and come back later and pick them up and they say, bad news. <laughs> they made a lot of enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they um they give me at the daycare he goes to, uh, they give me a, a little report card each mm, day. That's cute. Uh, hopefully with a photo F, of him. F F F. <laughs> hopefully with a photo of him. And then they'll just say like they'll they'll tell me like here are the dogs he played with today, here were his friends today. But then they'll give like a little description of his of his behavior, which I'm pretty sure everybody gets the same one on that day because it'll be like it was raining outside, but Brian was in a great mood. He had, you know, he had all his his friends and his fur buddies and all this other stuff. And 
I always feel like probably they're all getting the same one. But then they give you a couple of new adjective, adjectives per day to describe. And those, I, those change from day to day. So My dogs have, between the two of them, have had one friend ever. Mm-hmm. And particularly my older dog, Coco, who's now, I guess she's a twel- 11 or 12. She, when we lived in Koreatown, there was this couple who had a dog that was like a fancy breeding dog. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like with papers and sure. and like a little haircut and the whole nine sure. yards. Sure. <laughs> it was like one of these kind of floofy tail hunting dogs mm-hmm. or something, okay. like a spaniel dog or something. Okay. I don't know. And uh, but this dog and and Coco, my dog, I only had one at the time. They would see each other, and you know how dogs do that thing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Jordan, walking past a dog park or mm-hmm. something. But when dogs want to play with each other, they signal it by like putting their paws out yes. front and then dropping their head and being like and yes. getting into like a pounce position. It's a play like, bow, they yeah. call it a play bow. And they would do that with each other in the hallways of our apartment mm-hmm. building constantly. And because our dog didn't like any other dogs, as far as we could tell, mm-hmm. we would kind of get them together. Mm-hmm. And it became very uncomfortable because this couple that was uh, the owners of this dog, they would come over with the dog or they would just like – we eventually got to the point where they'd drop off the dog like it was a play date. But like they would come over and they would tell us some things and they had recently moved to Los Angeles from the Midwest, kind of a late 20s white couple. And just a couple of times they would just say something about Korean people. We lived in Koreatown. Oh, goodness. And it wouldn't be specifically or aggressively racist. Uh It would just be too general Mm -hmm. about an ethnic group. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought you were going to say that eventually you got the impression that they had all changed their names, including the dog's names, and were on the run from something. No, it was really— The dog didn't answer to the name that they called Mm -hmm. it. I was honestly like, wow, I was sad when they moved away. Uh, you know, a year later, I was grateful that I had been relieved of the pressure of trying to decide what to do because I don't think the dog is racist. (laughs) (laughs) No, I getcha. I getcha. I don't think I have to. And there wasn't, I, it was a very, very unpleasant situation for me, except that I assumed my dog would make many dog friends. Yeah. This was eight or ten years ago now, yeah. and she has not made one dog friend since. My dog gets along with most of the dogs in my building. He has he has a little – the funny thing is my dog is named Brian. That's the name he came with. He has a friend named Kevin. You're, allowed, uh, to, you're allowed to pick a new one. I know. Okay. I know. Brian is a great dog. You're a huge family guy fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am not. I will tell you. Um, you have two goldfish, both named Stewie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a friend named Kevin. He has a friend named Carl, and he has a friend named Charlie. Uh-huh. And when they're all <laughs> they go down to the bar every <laughs> night, yeah, well, or I much. used to say, like when it was Brian and Kevin and and Carl, I used to say it's like it's a like 1996 little league team. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but they but they all they all get along pretty well. Big dogs, small dogs. He's got a friend named Max who's a like a fluffy cockapoo. Mm-hmm. And uh and they play nicely together. They have a nicely matched energy. You have to watch like there are some dogs who really want to play with Brian, but Brian's mostly whippet and so he has a ton of energy. He's extremely fast and many dogs look at him and they're just like, "I 
campaign. You're too fast. There's nothing I can do with this. I can't do anything with this. Um, It's like if Chris Mullen came up to you, Jordan, mm -hmm. and he asked you if you wanted to shoot trays with him. I don't want to do that. Too fast. Too fast. Too much. Too sleek. Can't hang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, But he's a nice dog. <laughs> how are you dealing with the emotional impact of not being with your dog, Lo, these past – how long have you been here? 10, 10 12 days? Uh, only about a week. Okay. A little over a week. Um, I, I think it's – I think it's fair to say you're bonded to your dog. I am bonded. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's easier because I'm not at my apartment, so I'm not looking at like the, spade, the place where he lies on the couch and all that stuff nah. and thinking like there's no dog where a dog should be. Um but, yeah, I mean, I miss the dog. It's funny how, how quickly you, you change your routine and you're just used to different things. There are things that I like about not having a, a dog that I'm responsible for, I will say. Uh, when I got the dog, I knew it would be a lot of responsibility, but I sort of miscalculated which would be the things that I would have to get used to. Mm. Like, uh, you're kind of done with the part where you're like, it's, it's 7 o'clock at night. I'm just going to get in my jammies and get in bed and I'm not going outside anymore. Um, Because you're going to have to take the dog out one more time. So you can't really, like, settle in super early the way I used to on, like, settling in early nights. Same thing with sleeping in. Um, But it's been great, and and I'll be happy to see him. And I'm also trying to enjoy my being able to do whatever I want days. Did you anticipate the amount of cooking that you would have to do for your dog? Uh, like let's say he demands a fricassee. I I do not uh, I do not cook for the dog. Um, I I give him a little bit of cheese and hot dog and other things uh, that he likes. That's the dog high life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other day I actually gave him some hot dog, and I think I gave him such a sizable piece of hot dog. It was probably during the pre-camp guilt. Phase. I think I gave him such a sizable piece of hot dog that he wasn't sure what to do with it. He wasn't sure it was really his to eat. Mm. Um, Wow, that is a conscientious dog. My dog eats wood. She finds. (laughs) Oh, he eats all kinds of things he's not supposed to have. Okay, he's more of a chewer than an eater of of things he shouldn't have. But he will essentially turn up his nose at a toy that is his and go get something that is not his that is basically exactly the same texture. He just wants it because he's not supposed to have it. Um, He knows he is not allowed to eat my shoes. He loves shoes. Shoes are the only thing that he needs to be happy. If I gave him all my shoes, he would never need anything else from me except maybe a little bit of food and water. By far the best thing that happened when I took a week's vacation at the cabin. By the way, thank you, Jordan, for uh, covering in my absence. We had a great time. That's what I hear. I hear there was some discussion of malt liquor beverages. Mm Mm-hmm. I uh, I observed. Now, granted, there are a lot of nice things happened. I was mm-hmm. there, of course, there with my human children. Mm-hmm. And my in-laws came to visit. They're wonderful people. A lot of highlights. But probably the top highlight was when I took my dog Coco out to go to the bathroom. Uh, she made a beeline for the edge of the road, picked up a long, thin stick, and had it sticking into <laughs> her mouth along the side of her teeth, but mm-hmm. sticking out a little bit at the end. <laughs> so she looked like uh, she was like Clint Eastwood smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's really yeah. Good. Brian picked up a very large stick at one point and I and started just carrying it down the street of my neighborhood. <laughs> and it had a real like I took a video of him and realized that it really needed uh, it really needed 
uh, staying alive playing <laughs> because they have the, the really skinny dogs you can really see like the ribs and the hips yeah. kind of going back and forth and as somebody told me he looked like an articulated bus <laughs> <laughs> it's really but uh, yeah but I needed to be playing the music <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go la, 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 la. it's Jordan Jesse Go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morse boy detective Linda Holmes terrible lizard we have some sponsors on this week's program Jordan don't let anybody tell you that nobody cares to support this program. Yeah. First of all, there's the thousands of MaxFund members who go to MaximumFund.org slash donate. Yeah, those guys are great. And there's also, well, this week, our friends at Stitch Fix. Yeah, when a problem comes along, you must stitch it. Stitch it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I'm riding one of those scooters right now. <laughs> cool. Those red scooters? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, yeah, like the Devo rides those little red scooters. Huh. You know what I'm I forget about? the scooters. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of the best parts. Okay. I mean, the, I believe you. The hats are good too. The hats are good. The, whips, the music is enjoyable. The music. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you that they're scooters, and yeah. uh, I, I I think that was a was a great addition to our popular <laughs> fix jingle that yeah. people can't stop talking about. Vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep, vroom vroom. Jordan, you got the stitch fix. I love the stitch fix. Here's what it is. Uh, it is a style box that comes to your house. A personal stylist uh, collects items uh, that they think you will like based on a profile that you create. Like if you were a squirrel, they might collect rec- they might collect acorns for you. Well, you don't you don't eat the clothes. <laughs> okay, maybe in the winter. I don't know. Got it. Uh, but so you know, uh, that's, not, that's not a perfect analogy. If you were a parrot, yeah, they might collect plumage for you. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, like sure. Like colorful plume. A perfect analogy. Yeah. A perfect analogy. Thank you. Uh, here's what you do. You, you, you make a profile. They send you uh, five brand new clothing, clothing items. Uh, you try them on and you only pay for what you keep. Uh, shipping is free both ways. Super easy. Super fun. Get your fix whenever you want or you sign up to receive scheduled shipments. Is there anything you've gotten from them that you've enjoyed lately? Gray pants. Oh, yeah. They're great. Surprisingly versatile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like jeans, but a little different. Yeah, and you can build any kind of outfit around a gray pant. Love a gray pant. I've got... Yeah, I've got some very nice gray pants from Stitch Fix. Yeah, whether you're a person looking for cool style, a parrot... Or a squirrel. <laughs> Hurry to stitchfix.com slash JJGo to get started now. Keep all five items you receive and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo. Now, we are also supported this week by our friends at ZipRecruiter. Yes, ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place... Zip Recruiter. I'm a business owner, Jordan. Yeah, I know. I own this very business. The one that we're doing business in right now. It's no coincidence that we're in a business right now because I'm the owner of this business. Sure. That's why I still get to be on the air. <laughs> Here's what Zip Recruiter does. It sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. I don't know how to recruit people for my business. I don't know how to get it on all the things. I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? Would I put it on a website? What do I do? Type it into uh, the newspaper? So... With ZipRecruiter, you do it once, boom, 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 boom. They spray it all over everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Your listings. It's, like all, it's everywhere. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> but instead of stink, it's jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Job opportunities. Job opportunities, rather. Uh, right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We also have something uh, up on the Jumbotron this week. Uh, that's our service for listeners to share their projects and personal messages. Bohemian Rhapsody in August is a fictional, non-fictional, deep-dive music analysis podcast in its eighth daily episode at the time of this reading. Each day in August, hosts Matt and Tucker break down the song Bohemian Rhapsody two lines at a time using research that is as exhaustive as it is fabricated. Absurd surrealism and surreal absurdity mixed with an idea that seemed good at the time based on a bad portmanteau, Bohemian Rhapsody in August. Find it in iTunes, Spotify, and other things probably also. Uh, you can find it at brogist.net. That's brog, Bohemian Rhapsody August, brogist.net. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, you can. Uh, you can do it at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, and you can drop us an email. You can find the email link if you'd like to advertise on Jordan, Jesse Go. Jordan, I will also be making a public appearance uh, this coming week. Let's hear about that. Well, Jordan, as you know, I'm the proprietor of the Put This On Shop. Yep. In fact, Linda, I believe you have, you have shopped at the Put This On Shop, have you not? I have indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a collection of bullshit that I sell. It's very nice. Mm, thank you, it's Linda. very nice. If you, if you like your... Uh, if you like your vintage and you like your kind of like slightly quirky, mm-hmm. which I do. Mm-hmm. Distinctive, we might say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then I would say put this on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we are uh, – that you, you can, anybody can shop for, at putthisonshop.com. But we're going to be selling in Los Angeles on Saturday. So if anybody lives in L.A., you can stop by. My friend Mike owns a great clothing brand called Runabout Goods. Uh, that's based in Eagle Rock, northeast L.A., and he's having a big sale on Saturday from uh, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning, and uh, you can find it there in Eagle Rock. It's going to be us. Uh, my colleague Dan from Put This On will be there all day, and I'll be by as well. Um, there's going to be you know vintage stuff, dollar records, uh, new clothes. I think Mike's going to do like a sample sale on his stuff, which is uh, normally uh, pricey stuff. It's very, very nice quality stuff. I've I've gone and bought it from him at full price. Will be there? Will there be any award pins? Uh, there will. Hmm. Well, I mean, among, there may very well be uh, award pins. There may very well be award cups. Oh, nice. We have the supply of award cups that actually I think I might have bought from Mike originally, but mm-hmm. like all these like pewter award cups from maybe the fifties, like you would win in a hot rod race. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we had so many of them. They're substantially gone, but I think we've got a few left. So, yeah, stop by Runabout Goods in Eagle Rock on Saturday. That's Saturday, August 11th. Um, and we'll be there and you can come and stop by and say hi and, you know, we'll hook you up. Say, say you heard about it on Jordan Jesse Go. We'll hook you up. We'll get you, we'll get you all set. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Linda Holmes, terrible lizard. Uh, we were not recording during the break when we hosted a second podcast mm. <laughs> about how much we like comic actor Mark Evan Jackson. <laughs> Uh, he's handsome. 
Uh, he's got a real presence to him. Mm-hmm. He's great in a deleted scene from Popstar. <laughs> oh, man! If you got the Popstar Blu-ray, Jordan. which I do. Oh can I borrow the Popstar Blu-ray so I can watch the deleted scene? Buy your own, baby! <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're going to want to own Popstar to have in your home to not only... Yeah. Laugh at the hilarious movie pop star, but also to enjoy the hilarious deleted scene featuring Mark Evan Jackson. Pop star is crazy genius. It's so funny. I was the fact that it. Imagine laughing at a movie. Not that it wasn't the fact that it was more of a box office success. Yeah, that was a shame. So angry because it's so much better than. Oh, so anything. I know. Yeah, I think it. Anyway, does it have a cult following yet? Oh, yeah. I feel like oh, yeah. I haven't does heard it? a good. lot yeah. of good pop yeah. star fandom. Mention it on Twitter sometimes. I sometimes okay. I think it's just me and Jordan. Hey, Twitter, to pop star. <laughs> say, do it. Just say, yeah, pop star? Question mark? And everybody will be like, pop star, pop, pop star. That absolutely has a cult following. Is that yeah. guy who played the second lead in Pop Star the like antagonist, the other guy? Uh, is that guy a famous person now? Uh, who are we talking about? Uh, the guy who was like the other musician guy and they're like rivals. Oh, the guy who was the like odd future stand in? Yeah. No, I think he was on SNL. Oh. No. He's funny. He's Good great for him because that. that guy's fucking amazing in yeah. that movie. I was like, who's this guy I've never heard of before who's I forget the actor's name, though. He's hilarious. Very, I've seen him in a couple other things. He's great. Oh, Popstar. Popstar rules. Actually, I'm ready to watch Popstar again. I watched it in the theaters. I'm ready I'm ready to go again. Get yeah. that Blu-ray. Deleted scenes. Mark yeah. it. It's like I had like five songs that aren't in it, and they all fucking rule. It's oh, so good. Popstar yeah. is great. Pop, the Popstar deleted scenes, and I don't say this lightly. Mm-hmm. What I'm about to say is crazy, but it is fucking true. Yeah. The pop star deleted scenes mm-hmm. are as good as the Waiting for Guffman deleted scene. What? They're as good as this bulging river? Yeah. You're telling me. And the monologue where, um, oh gosh, what's her name? She's in all the- uh, Parker Posey. Parker Posey says, who's on top and who's on bottom now? <laughs> I'll see you in hell, but I'm going to look good before I get there. Yeah, I'm one of those cool guys who use Napster to download the promo only waiting for Guffman soundtrack. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> get that pop star Blu-ray, people. High def, as the filmmaker intended. Mm-hmm. Deleted scenes. Can I tell you something? All hilarious. Can I tell you something about, we're about to take some calls here, but yeah. can I tell you something about my relationship with waiting for Guffman? Hmm. You know, you wouldn't think that this would be the thing that I return to again and again in my mind and heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you'd think that I would return constantly to, like, the part where the flames keep poking you, Mm -hmm. poke, 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 Mm -hmm. or, like, one of the other... I would think about when the play is starting and the narrator goes... Beans, big fat juicy beans. Yeah. I think about that once a week. It's great. Big fat juicy beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could watch that. Uh, I could watch that. Uh, Midnight at the Oasis. Oh God! Uh, no, yeah. Number a a distressing number of times. I have to say that when Catherine O'Hara was on Bullseye a few years ago, that was like one of the rare occasions. Where somebody comes on Bullseye, and I am both like, I partly intimidated, but also just like scared because what if something went wrong and it ruined my like completely blind right. devotion right. to and admiration yes. for Catherine O'Hara? Like, yes. 
as far as I'm concerned, Catherine O'Hara is a perfect human being. Mm-hmm. So, like, if anything went wrong, it would all come crashing down. Right. And usually I don't feel that way. Usually when I – when even a really, like, person who's, who I really love and admire or whatever, you know uh, – like we just just had Randy Newman on Bulls. I couldn't admire uh, anybody more than Randy Newman, but I felt like Randy Newman. He's just a guy, mm-hmm. you know. I've interviewed so enough people. Know everybody's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara, I couldn't get there. Yeah, uh, and then she was like better than I hoped. Mm-hmm. It's like I was like, can we just be friends? Yeah, the the half of the hotel that I often wind up uh, staying in for TCA is, is the Catherine O'Hara wing. No, but it's the Oasis. Oh. <laughs> One of my friends yeah. and I, my buddy Eric Adams, who works for the AV Club, he sure. and I uh, sometimes when we are walking out of the um, out of the evening event, and I'm heading over to the Oasis, we do a little. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun! Mm-hmm. I love that. We have a lot of fun here on Jordan mm-hmm. Jesse Go, and just in our lives. If you think that we only have fun here at Jordan Jesse Go, you're mistaken. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're thinking about that part where the narrator of the sure. play within the movie says yeah. talks about beans. Mm-hmm. When something momentous happens to you, like you think back fondly to a line from a movie that you loved when you were 16, um, then uh, give us a call. 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number. That's 206-984-4FUN. Or you can just voice memo it and email it to us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. JJGO, of course, it's like a contraction of Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. So it's easy to remember. Now I get it. Maximumfun.org is a popular website people love to go to for podcasts. Mm. Which you got mm. because maximumfun.limo was taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a dot limo now? I'm I sure there's a dot every there is. I ordered okay. maximumfun.fish. Mm. Yeah. Sure. There are a whole bunch of them. There are a whole bunch. Let's I was. I made a personal website recently. Um JordanMorris.pizza? JordanMorris.net. Pizza was like a little extra, and I'm like, boy, how funny do I think this is? Do I think this is five bucks a month funny? No. I guess I don't. What if you're and again, for a I'm job be, on a being, show with dignity? Sure. I'm being thrifty these days. You're putting in your application. Super cut. You're, submitting your, uh, you're submitting your good place packet. Sure. You know that those people are thinking about things. Right. They, they don't want your cute bullshit, Jordan. No, JordanMorris.net. Hit it up. Yeah. A lot of fun They're going to say, oh, my there. God, dot pizza. He's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy. I know. Oh, this guy oh. thinks he's fun. To be fair, Jordan, he's fun. Jordan Morris.limo is pretty solid. Jordan Morris.limo is yeah, but I don't know how much if that would be extra. It's like that old uh, the the thing that Hodgman always repeats about, I get it, you're wacky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would give you that dot pizza. I'm not – I had a wacky point in my life. I'm not mm-hmm. wacky anymore. Oh, no. I know you're not. Thank but you. uh but, but the dot pizza might mislead people right. down that line of, I get it, you're wacky. I'm not wacky. Jordan, you got dig- Kooky. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I'm not wacky. I'm spooky and a little ooky. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, let's take our first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Jessica in Northern Virginia, and I have a momentous occasion. My husband and I were just hanging out on the couch watching TV, mm. and his brother called and <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> Ooh, watching television with a spouse. <laughs> this will certainly get horny. <laughs> to do Were they much. watching the pop star deleted scenes <laughs> on the pop star a, Blu-ray? Do a lot of work with my little noises. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Go, go ahead and press play. And his brother called and mentioned that their grandfather had two buttholes. <laughs> he didn't provide much more information, and 
I can't stop cracking jokes. Yeah. I told you it was going to get good. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you were probably right. I lived right up to that noise. Yeah, it sure did. Wow. It like fucking surpassed that noise you made like a rocket to the stars. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. This woman calls in all classy like. Yeah. She's like, I'd just like you to know we were I, watching, I television watching television on the couch when. We were watching Hi. public television. On Press the couch. four for yeah. movie screening time. Mm-hmm. My husband and I My were just watching television on the couch and when. And then his brother called. Go on. <laughs> Ooh, a brother. Okay. Saucy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Taboo. The ultimate taboo. said <laughs> yeah. that who? The grandfather? Yeah. I would say that the ultimate taboo is probably two brothers, especially if they were plumbers. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. The ultimate taboo would be to make love with both Mario brothers at once. (laughs) Wow. Ruben, not for me. (laughs) It's me, Mario. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Throw the cap at sure. it. <laughs> what about this? While Luigi is here too. Hey, it's me. I'm a shell guy. Can I also fuck? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah. shell guy. Yeah, well. Let's scooting around. You yeah. Know. You know how they do. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's me, Mario. <laughs> Two buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next call. <laughs> Why was he doing genealogy research? Yeah, does, does 23 and me tell you that? He's like, Swab your was... cheek and we'll tell you how many buttholes your grandpa well, has. I was on Skip Gates's PBS show. <laughs> found I... out something very interesting. Yeah. What I want to know what? is... I want to know a couple things. Yes. Yeah. I want to know how <laughs> the brother mm-hmm. knew that. Right. Mm-hmm. The brother who called. Well, there's a lot of questions. Right. How had that come to the attention of the brother? Right. Well, genealogy not- is very important in the Mormon church. Sure. But, <laughs> but also, yeah. how it came up in the call mm-hmm. with the brother. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, my husband and I were watching television and his brother called. You would think just that to would say be, that. I was just gonna say. <laughs> is there another reason for the call? Is there another reason for the call? Are we and... still doing Disney World this year? Okay, great. Oh, also, Grandpa our dad had, had two buttholes. That's Grandpa, Grandpa whoever it was. Yeah. I, I don't understand how Barnabas. It, mm-hmm. I don't understand <laughs> how this topic mm-hmm. uh, was was raised. Yeah. On the call from the brother. Hey, bro, what's up? <clears throat> just watching TV. What you watching? Mm-hmm. Deleted scenes from Pop Star. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa had two buttholes. Mm-hmm. No, I got it. It is. Uh, what are you watching on TV? Mm-hmm. I'm watching uh, an old episode of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> okay, sure. You know, now that you mentioned that, <laughs> that you mentioned Two and a Half. That reminds me, Ed Man. Yeah, that reminds me. Oh yeah, that um, show also has two buttholes. Yeah, uh, there that, you go. So, I'm reading the children's literary classic Holes. Mm, sure. Yeah. Could happen. There's a lot of lot of segues, a lot of easy segues. Oh, there's a lot of fanfic to be written about this call. Yeah, sure. Especially while Luigi gets involved. <laughs> not in Smash Brothers. It's a fucking damn shame. Really, yeah. Waluigi's not in Smash? Brothers? No, no Waluigi for Smash. That seems people like are a central... People are furious. Couldn't is they make a, that? Is there a fan movement? Is there a hashtag? Yes, involved? absolutely. Could yeah. they make that downloadable content? They could, but they won't. Really, Nintendo doesn't value Waluigi. Is that so? Yes. You know what I'm going to do? Huh. You know those green lifesavers? Mm-hmm. 
Television Critics Association meeting. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna leave him. I'm gonna leave him in the television critics' rooms. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to pay the upcharge though, so I, I'll right. just I'll just yourself. break in with yeah. a You're credit just card. Sneak around yeah. and follow yeah. the follow the housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Follow yeah. housekeeping. I mean, I'll wear a black turtleneck. Right. Sure. I'll spring for the black turtleneck. Sure. I just don't want to sure. pay the placement fee. Sure. Sure. That's fine. I'll leave him there. Get save Waluigi in. The new Smash Brothers yeah. for hashtag, Nintendo Switch. Hashtag Waluigi 4, number 4. 4, mm-hmm. four smash. smash. Yeah, Waluigi 4 Smash. Mm-hmm. And that, use that, but, hashtag, you know, use that hashtag when you're talking about the show on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, just so you know, Linda, the only problem with using that is that that actually was the hashtag I used to uh, petition NBC to add Waluigi to the cast <laughs> of Smash. Yeah. I was just... I was trying to get there. Yeah. It's like you have you have Catherine McPhee, right? Yeah. Sure. You have your uh, your Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be a perfect Marilyn Monroe. Mm. <laughs> I think mm. I think Waluigi. You know, Waluigi's got the glam. Yeah, the, got the glam kisser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it, Marilyn Monroe had that very pointy, crinkly mustache. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> in real life, so it's perfectly representative. And also, she was an evil version of Luigi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's perfect. I mean, he could also play Wajo DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, let's take another call. Hi, Jordan Jessico. This is Liz and Siri from New West. Um, we're in Whistler right now, and uh, we just got in a car chase. These chicks that we trusted, we left our phone there. And then all of a sudden, we went over there, and we noticed that they were gone in the car, and our phone was all of a sudden not on the dock. And we thought they were our friends. So we went chasing after them down this crazy, bumpy road, caught up to them, chased them on the highway. They did an illegal right turn. We followed them legal right turn, got a shadow car, so they thought they had lost us. And then they parked in the parking lot. My friend jumped out of the car to retrieve her phone while I went to go park the car. And I was like, hey, I think you guys, do you guys know anything about my phone being lost? And they were like, no, no. And then, and then one of them was like, whoops, I just found it. It's like my fucking brand new phone. We opened up the phone. They have selfies on the fucking cell phone. <laughs> our phone and they lied to us but we got it back and they only stole a little bit of our weed and it was the best thing <laughs> we still have to get the back oh, we beat them hard as a rock what is the river I was wearing my Jordan Jesse Goes t-shirt yesterday love you guys bye Wow, you know, Jordan Jesse Go became a true crime podcast so slowly. <laughs> I barely noticed. Why is it popular all of a sudden? <laughs> that was both exciting and hard to follow, <laughs> much like the Mission Impossible movies. Wow, can it you had Im- action? Yeah, it had everything. Can Henry you imagine Cavill? this? Was Henry Cavill in that? Can mm-hmm. you imagine this, Jordan? Hmm. Not what five ten minutes ago, we received a telephone call. From a woman whose beloved husband Uh had just found out that his beloved grandfather had two buttholes Uh where on most men there would be one. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow the stakes have been raised on call number two. (laughs) Man. Some young Canadian women went on a car chase Mm -hmm. to retrieve a phone from some women they thought were their friends. But they weren't. They weren't. No they friends of theirs. Bumpy road. They went down a bumpy road. They made an illegal right turn. Illegal which right is turn. Much more difficult than to make an illegal say, left turn. It's yeah. hard to make an illegal right turn. Yeah, They're usually mostly legal. You're, usually you're good to go. They're usually quite legal. Make that right, but it's Canada. Everything's a little backwards up there. Uh, yeah, maybe you have to. Maybe you're not allowed to make it on a red. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Yeah. Possible. Then they got themselves a shadow car. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what that is. I didn't understand. It sounded like they were saying there was a car in between. Yeah. So they didn't know they were being followed. But Mm. I have no idea if that's correct. Shadow car operators, please. I would have to. I would have to ask Jack Reacher. Yeah. Because the only person who would know. Yes. uh, The only person I know who would know what a shadow car is. Mm -hmm. Possibly Mark Evan Jackson. Yeah. Either he knows or. a lot of things. Either he knows or. a lot of things. He knows a lot. He once gave you a, a restaurant recommendation. That's right. He gave me a great restaurant recommendation. <laughs> so, you know, you never know about Mark Evan Jackson. He, maybe he knows what a shadow car is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what a shadow Stevens is. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, they got the phone back, and there's a coup de grace. They took fucking selfies with it. Yeah. They did. These so-and-sos. But only some of their weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was the weed in the phone somehow? Was, they, was it in part of a little case or something? Are you still smoking analog weed? Yeah, <laughs> but I guess so. Like a fucking chump. No, yeah, I got I'll, the I'll, imp- wait, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. All my weed is blockchain now. Go ahead, sure. Linda. I got the impression that they broke into the car or they were in oh, the car, had right, right, access right. Sure, to sure. the car. And they stole the phone and a, a bit of the weed. Stole, stole the phone, but only some of the weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my reading. That was my reading. Okay. Fuck. And it was a tag team call that they handled very well. They were both audible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great give and take call and response. That's yeah. what you want. They told great. us they loved us. Yeah. And it's just like that just means a lot to me just because I had a kind of distant, sort of a troubled relationship with my parents. Sure, yeah. You know? So it's nice when <laughs> anonymous like, Canadians tell you I, they love you. I know intellectually that they love me, but there's right, just certain sure. things that you stand in between. A, you that kind of feeling it. of comfort. Yeah. You and know, your, par- your parents almost never tell you they were wearing your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents stole all of my weed. So there you go. <laughs> Which, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. Fucking on. narcs. Fucking narcs. God, my parents are such total narcs, dude. Narcs. Such fucking mm. narcs. I hate narcs. Oh, I hate narcs. Do you hate narcs? Uh, I, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Linda and I just uh, just got into Breitbart. No. By saying we hate Well, anyway, I'm not on this show anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have to do another podcast. Uh, yeah, so voice memo it, email it to jjgoatmaximumfun.org, yeah. or just give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Call. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. We are a Simpsons podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, and we've got some exciting news. Ooh, tell me. We are going to be doing some live podcast shows in some of our favorite cities. We're so excited, and we want to let you guys know out there in the Max Fun universe that we are coming to you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. On Saturday, September 15th, we will be at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Yeehaw. On Saturday, December 1st, we will be at the Alamo Draft House, Sloan's Lake in Denver, Colorado. There's no basement in the Alamo. Mm, We'll find out. Friday, (laughs) December 7th, we are going to be at the Vera Project in Seattle, Washington. God, uh, Nirvana. Yes. Okay. And Saturday, December 8th, we'll be at Mississippi Studios in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Matt Groening lives there. Yeah. I once lived there. He he still lives there in our hearts. So um, make sure that you mark your calendars for those dates, and we will be posting the ticketing links on our Twitter. That is at SimpsonsPod, and we will smell you later. La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. 
America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Linda Holmes, terrible lizard. I'm trying to just keep it cool now because yeah. I got a little overstimulated in the last segment of the show. I think we all did. Yeah. Um, Take it down. Let's let's close on a chill note. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Now we're listening chill. to drone metal. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you turn the it, chillest of the metals. If you turn it way up, it literally makes you defecate. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a very, very small difference between a chill note and a brown note. Yeah. Very small. Um, <laughs> Linda Holmes, you, of course, are the host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. That is true. A terrific podcast. Alongside other friends of Jordan Jesse Go, including but not limited to Glenn Weldon. That is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen Thompson, calling him a friend of Jordan Jesse Go. Maybe it's a stretch, a friendly acquaintance of Jordan mm-hmm. Jesse Go, but. Glenn is a close friend, That's an intimate true. friend of George Jessica. Glenn has spent more time on, on Maximum Fun shows than Stephen has. Yeah. But does Stephen... He's welcome on anytime he's in L.A. I don't know if he makes it out here. I, I don't think love he's welcome. To, would love to have... Oh, you don't... <laughs> no. Yeah, not after that shitty pulled at the Grove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad for life. Not coming on. Not... Stephen, if you're out there, would love to have yeah, you. We would love to have Stephen Thompson sure. on there. I think yeah. uh, one time I upset Stephen Thompson by telling him about a record review that he wrote for the AV Club and mentioning that I had read it when I was in high school. Mm. Yeah, sure, he doesn't mind. Okay. Yeah, good. I, I love talk, Stephen Thompson. Just don't talk shit about Zaxxon. Yeah. Every thing. every year on Stephen's birthday, Glenn writes the same retweets the same tweet, which says something about how everyone should tell Stephen that they love him because he is as a fish up on a dock, and your attention is water over his gills. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> colorful. Yes. Stephen Thompson is a delight, as are all of the various fourth chairs of right. NPR's mm-hmm. pop culture happy right. hour. Many Some fourths. people think we only like cat chow, but we like other <laughs> fourth chairs as well. Many Audie fourths. Cornish, you're great. Oh, Audie Audie's Cornish great. is fun. Audie's fun. They're all fun. Everyone should all. know that she doesn't really hate me. <laughs> Audie? Because of not. When oh, I Audie challenged from, me on the and we had a, a, a fascinating conversation on my yeah. podcast, The Turnaround, it led a number of people to think that I was her enemy and thus mm. I was their enemy. Oh, no, no, no. By no, the no, transitive no. property. No, it's when like, she, no we're colleagues. When I, she asks difficult questions, that means she thinks you said something interesting. That's a good thing. Yeah. She's a serious journalist. She is a serious journalist. She has journalist. thoughts in her head. That's why. Many thoughts. She's a wonderful person. Linda, you also, I, I, I know you've been, uh, where's, where's the, what's the, what's the status of this of this book that we're all going to buy? Uh, the book is coming out um, in less than a year now. The book uh-huh. is coming out in June of 2019. It's called Evie Drake Starts Over. It is a story of uh, a young widow and a washed-up baseball player. And uh, frankly, I need Rick Jose, Angel Jose to stop uh, living the plot of my book. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's going to ruin my book. Uh, Rick, Rick Ankiel is a famous baseball player who was both a pitcher and a hitter, mm-hmm. uh, both very successfully in the major leagues. But most notably, his pitching career were derailed by the yips. Correct. That is what the that is one of the things the book is about. Uh, so uh, the book ha- has a, a pitcher in it who has just kind of washed out of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it, it, it is sort of about uh, retreating from your bad experiences. And uh, so the book is due out, like I said, June of 2019. I love it very much. I've had a very good experience doing it. A lot of things that are 
can be very difficult. We're actually very easy. The cover was very easy. Um, a lot of things are. A lot of things have have really been not as harrowing as they could have been. My my team uh, has been great. So June of 2019, and you will hear about it unendingly hmm. uh, when it gets closer. I am trying not to overwhelm anybody right at the moment, but I really love it. I'm really proud of it. For a long time, I was. Always saying, like, it might be terrible because that's what people do. I think it's especially no. what women do if, they, if they've never done the thing before. Like, please don't, don't be first to tell me that it's terrible. I'll just <laughs> say it's terrible. Um, but I actually really love it. I really love it. I'm really happy with it. Uh, Linda, if Rick Ankiel gets too close to the plot of the novel yeah. and you think that you might be even getting into legal, potential legal hot water. Yeah. Can I suggest that instead of being a pitcher for the Yankees, mm -hmm. he could be Daddy Yankee? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a belly itcher. <laughs> <laughs> Both are good. Either way. Both are good. Both would work. Just Both a couple of pieces of constructive Both feedback from some straight white guys and here yes, now. Sure. But I will say, uh, the, other, the, only, the last thing I will tell you about Rick Ankiel is mm -hmm. that um, when I wrote the book, one of the things that I had the pitcher uh, saying when he was explaining what the Yips were like was saying it was like pitching with somebody else's arm. And then I read Rick Ankiel's book. And you know what he says about the Yips? It was like pitching with somebody else's arm. Fuck. And I felt so vindicated. I thought, you know. I was going to guess that he said that it was like belly itching with somebody else's <laughs> arm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I thought, you know, it was very edifying. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, it was very, it was very fulfilling to think maybe I, I read enough about this that I kind of understood it even before I heard somebody say that exact thing. And I felt great about it. I felt yeah. great about it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited, very excited, and it's a new yeah, thing. Yeah, hopefully you are back around this way when it comes out. You can yeah. come back on the show and remind everyone to buy the book. Yes, and I'm very excited, and I will be tweeting endlessly about it. So you can follow me as always at Linda Holmes and uh, and and find out all about it. Well, we're always thrilled to have you here. Always grateful to have you here, Linda. Uh, everyone should be listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour. Um, everyone should hear Linda on Pop Rocket. Uh huh. I was on Pop Rocket. Um, missing my my buddy Guy Branham, who's out promoting his great book. Everyone uh, should go buy Guy Branham's book, My, my Life, Life is, is a Goddess, a goddess uh, which is great. And he's a wonderful writer and really thoughtful person. Uh, like me, came out of law school, so uh, we share many things in common. And Are you also very human. good at Quiz Bowl? Were you on the Quiz Bowl team? I was not on the Quiz Bowl team, but I did win a place on the Delaware state math team. Nice. Nice. So... And she says she leads with how terrible mm -hmm. she is. It's getting a little braggy That's in here. That's right. I'm a little yeah, braggy. You dropped your name of your high school event. I was just going to say math. Math counts. It was called mm. math, state state math count. Oh, that's cute. Oh, math counts. Yeah, math counts. I love it. But you know what the trick is? The trick is you got to go to school in Delaware. Yeah. Because <laughs> trying to get on the team in Delaware is a little easier than trying to get on the team in, let's say, California. Hey, okay. Linda, when they uh, when they call it math counts. Uh -huh. Maybe they should have thought about the amount of fucking people would do. It would math multiplies. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, teens on teams like sure. to fuck. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Linda, thank you very much. Yeah, what a joy. You. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jordan. This is so much fun. I love doing it. 
you can join us on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. You can join us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can join us by liking Facebook's Jordan Jesse Go page. Do you like how I fixed that sentence halfway through? Yeah, it was phrase? great. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have known. Wouldn't have known you were having a problem. Uh, you can uh, join the MaxFun Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Jordan... You're the creator of the hit podcast, Bubble. I sure, I sure am. It's very good. Thank you, Linda. Very Thank good. you for the kind things you've said about it. It is very good. Episode 8 just came out. Yeah. That's the season finale, That's baby. It. A lot of revelations in this thing. Sure, yeah. A lot of big plot machinations. Mm-hmm. A lot of big news. Yes. If you were out there and you were waiting to binge it because you love to binge all your mm-hmm. pods... You're a pod binger. You're a nasty pod binger. (laughs) Nasty pod binger. Are you nasty? Yeah. (laughs) Binge this pod, baby. (laughs) It's ready for you. I know you're out there, Miss Jackson. (laughs) Ready to binge the pod. It is great. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan. Oh, wait. Our producer is Brian. He's the one laughing loud outside. His name is Fernandez. Brian Fernandez. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan. Jesse, go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.